Well, I got to round sound now, okay. Um, sometimes I say uh, about being present in the presence, in the present. And this morning, I'm going to be, we're going to be talking about being present in the presence, in the present, while I present the contents of this present. <laughs> and hopefully that is the least confusing thing you will hear <laughs> all morning. So, this morning we are going to be talking about Christmas. And we're talking about some ordinary things and some extraordinary things. Now, Rebecca mentioned earlier that this is an all-in service or an all-age service. This morning I'm renaming it the Shout Out service. So, exactly. <laughs> so, I have lots of questions. There's readers, there's all kinds of things happening, so you have to be listening really well. And when I ask a question, I'm encouraging you to shout out the answers to me. So, let's test this out. What does ordinary mean? Very good. Anyone else? Yeah. More, yeah. Kind of just ordinary. Yeah. Everything. Kind of as it is. What does extraordinary mean? Shout out. If you know. Anyone? Out of the ordinary. Is it kind of, what else? Special, yeah, kind of amazing maybe. So there we go. Extraordinary, the word extraordinary. What? Crazy, Crazy yeah, okay, <laughs> possibly. Uh, is extra and ordinary together. Now that sounds like it's more ordinary, but that's the weird thing about English. You squish it together, you say it really fast, it means the opposite of the other one. So this morning we are going to hear about ordinary things and extraordinary things that happened a long time ago. So it seems there's nothing ordinary about Christmas. Everything is shiny and exciting. Ordinary trees get covered in lights and tinsel and baubles. Ordinary jumpers get ridiculous. <laughs> Strange things happen. Hopefully this is a short one, I think. Maybe turn off in a little while. Ordinary streets get decorated in lovely lights. And shop windows look magical. Ordinary dried fruit never had it so good. It's in all the best foods. Unless you don't like dried fruit. So Christmas turns the ordinary into the extraordinary. There might be a prize for how many times I say the word extraordinary this morning, if you can keep count. So let's start with the ordinary. We're going to find out about three ordinary people who had a Christmas adventure. And I have some helpers with readings to set the scene. So our first reader is Claire Tuttleby, and Rebecca's going to go and try and find her in our congregation. Please make yourself easily identifiable. This reading is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 27. During Elizabeth's sixth month of pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to a virgin who lived in Nazareth, a town in Galilee. She was engaged to marry a man named Joseph from the family of David. Her name was Mary. And our next reader is Tally. So this reading is from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 19. The mother of Jesus Christ was Mary, and this is how the birth of Jesus came about. Mary was engaged to marry Joseph, but before they married, she learned that she was going to have a baby. She was pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Mary's husband, Joseph, was a good man. He did not want to disgrace her in public, so he planned to divorce her secretly. Thank you. So here we are, high drama already. Unplanned pregnancies, relationship breakups, but pretty standard by still, still in today's world. Pretty ordinary, unfortunately. So we come to our first character this morning, a woman, a young woman called Mary. Now Mary was an ordinary girl from Nazareth, which is an ordinary small town in the north of Israel. In Irish terms, maybe you might think of it a little bit like Castlebar. Let's not tell the childs I said that. <laughs> or in Dublin terms, if you haven't ever been outside the walls of Dublin, maybe Artane. Now, her area was known for growing olives. Now, it wasn't fancy. It's not like the fancy things we have now. They literally grew on trees. They were just farmers, and that was it. So, I tell you something about olives. You wouldn't find them in Artane in Tesco. I used to live there, and honestly, fresh bread was an issue. So, hence moving to the south side. Now, Mary did ordinary things, like help out at home and hang out with her friends. Um, but by the sounds of what happened in her life in the coming weeks and months, she probably listened very well in Sunday Club because her faith was anything but ordinary. Now, the next character we're going to meet is a young man called Joseph. Mary was engaged to Joseph. I'm going to look into our little bag here. And Joseph was a carpenter. Before I do this, actually, does anyone know, any of the small people, what a carpenter is? What do they do? Joy. Anyone else? Jake? Cut wood into toys. That's all they make is toys. You're right, yeah. Carpenters are just grown-up elves, really. So, so here is a little bowl that was made by somebody here who is a bit of a carpenter on the side, and it was given to me as a gift. So maybe Joseph made something like this. Now, Mary was engaged to Joseph, and he might have made her something like this. You never know. Joseph planned to marry Mary, as we know from our reading, but she came to see him with the news that she was having a baby. And that generally only means one thing. Joseph was very sad because he knew it wasn't his baby. So what should he do? Think about it, what would you do in that situation? Well, let's go back and look at our verses very quickly in Matthew 18 19. Joseph was a good man, we were told. He did not want to disgrace her in public, so he planned to divorce her secretly or quietly. Joseph was clearly a very mature man and very respectful of Mary. God chose a good mom and a good dad for Jesus. But in many ways, Mary and Joseph were two ordinary young people. This Christmas story is for ordinary people like them and us, because God is interested in ordinary people. People who think they're no one special, people who think they could be too young or too old, people whose plans maybe didn't work out and they're not sure what to do next. People who don't think they're anything special or worse, that they're less than ordinary, extra ordinary. You might feel like that sometimes, I know I have. Christmas, though, is for ordinary people like us. Now, we're going to sing again. See if you can work out who the next ordinary people we're going to meet are from this Christmas song.
Now, any guesses as to who the next character might be? You can shout out, remember? Any characters from that song? If you're stuck, our next reading will point it out pretty obviously. So, yes, I think you might be right. Let's find out. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. That night, some shepherds were in a field nearby watching their sheep. Very good. Thank you, John. So some shepherds, that's our next characters in the story. So ordinary shepherds looking after their ordinary sheep. They were gathered around the fire watching their flocks. Everyone over 40 wants jokes about socks. It's not happening this morning. So question, did shepherds have lots of money? Did they own these sheep? Anyone shout out? Do we think? No, I think not. Yeah, anyone else want to counter that? No? Okay, good. Yeah. So, they uh, didn't have much money. They were out in the hills looking after the sheep. They weren't well dressed. They, uh, they were left out there. They didn't get invited to many parties. So who's been to a party in the last couple of months? This is for grown-ups and adults. You can be a dinner party, be a birthday party. Guys, you've got to make better friends. I can see like four hands. So sad. Come on. We've been to parties. Dinner counts. Anything is fine. Now, you can imagine if you invited shepherds. Who's been to Jump Zone? Any hands up who's been to Jump Zone? Or De La Salle. Exactly. Can you imagine if shepherds turned up to there with all of their sheep? The place would be rammed. Plenty more where that came from. Strap in. Christmas is for ordinary people like Mary, Joseph, and left-out shepherds, and us. When did you last feel left out? And that can happen for grown-ups too. Sometimes we can feel like that. How do you feel when you learn that God is interested in left-out people? So we're going to sing again, and we're going to be introduced to another set of characters in our stories that the musicians would like to come up. Oh, is it? Sorry, it's the organ. My apologies. I was like, why is nobody moving? Uh, <laughs> See, if you'd like to stand to sing. Sleep on. 
Thank you. No prizes for guessing who our next characters are. So now it's time for some backstory. So we're meeting some angels now. And what is an angel? Now, these weren't, I didn't know these were going to be here when, when I was thinking about this, but we have these weird ideas of what angels look like. So we've either been very influenced by Renaissance paintings with the little babies kind of hanging over the edge, or, you know, Philadelphia cream cheese ads. Two very extreme and ridiculous images of angels. These guys, I don't know. I'll let your judgment decide. But basically, they were messengers from God, but they were also ready to do battle. So I was trying to think if we could try and compare to somebody today, who would it be that you might recognize? So who can fly? Who can fight battles? Anyone want to share some guesses? Joy? Maybe not just stretching. I know, it's good, yeah. I was thinking maybe like Iron Man. I mean, these guys were fierce. They were maybe a little bit scary. Jake? Superhero, Superhero exactly, yeah, something like that. So we are going to take uh, a closer look at their visits to our three characters. So our next reading is by Rebecca. This is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 35. During Elizabeth's sixth month of pregnancy... God sent the angel Gabriel to a virgin who lived in Nazareth, a town in Galilee. She was engaged to marry a man named Joseph from the family of David. Her name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Greetings, the Lord has blessed you and is with you. But Mary was very confused by what the angel said. Mary wondered, What does this mean? The angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, because God is pleased with you. Listen, you will become pregnant, you will give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and people will call him the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of King David, his ancestor. He will rule over the people of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary said to the angel, How will this happen? I am a virgin. The angel said to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will cover you. The baby will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. Thank you. And our next reading is by Joy. Well, while Joseph thought about this, an angel of the Lord came to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. The baby in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. You will name the son Jesus. Give him that name because he will save people from their sins. And our next reading is by Ruby. Late that night, some shepherds were in the field nearby watching their sheep. An angel of the Lord stood before them. The glory of the Lord was shining around them, and suddenly they became very frightened. The angel said to them, Don't be afraid, because I am bringing you some good news. It will be a joy to all the people. Today your Savior was born in David's town. He is Christ the Lord. This is how you will know him. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a feeding box. 
thank you to all of our readers. And I meant to ask you to look out for three words there that they send to each of our characters. I don't know if you spotted them. Don't be afraid. We're talking about what the angels might have looked like or seemed like. Imagine if the first thing you have to say to everyone you meet is, don't be afraid. How extraordinary must you appear and must you be? So there's nothing ordinary about Christmas. We've been talking about silly jumpers and you know, big dinners and all the effort that people put in. There's lots of kind of silly and fun stuff. Christmas has always been extraordinary. So in our song and reading, we heard about angels talking to Mary and Joseph and the shepherds. There's nothing ordinary about meeting an angel. And there's nothing ordinary about God becoming a miracle baby. You might find it hard to believe, but when God steps into our world to love and save ordinary people like you and me, it's bound to transform the ordinary into extraordinary. Now, looking a little closer at our characters, Joseph, something extraordinary happened to him. An angel spoke to him and told him all about the baby that Mary was going to have. It must have been extraordinary. Now, the angel said, It was a boy, but that's not all. The angel also revealed his name and his job too. That's pretty crazy. Imagine if that happened today. So, you turn up for your 20-week scan, in you go, and you've booked maybe the 3D. And that's where you can basically look to see what your child is going to look like, roughly. And so you sit down, And that person whose professional title I have no idea of, we'll call them sonographer. Dr. Scanner, I was going to call them. But sonographer's fine. We'll go with that. Dr. Sonographer Scanner. And so you're there and you say, pop up there now. Yeah, great. So you're booked in now today, love. Are you great? Sure, look, we'll see now what we're going to be, what you're going to be having, will we? Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, don't mind there now. Yeah. Yeah, no, it does just look like that. It's a bit fuzzy. You're grand. We're going to be switching into the 3D now. Oh, oh, you booked the 5D, have you? Oh, grand. So, goodness gracious, we'll find out all kinds of things today. So, have you had any children already? A girl? Oh, lovely. Sure, we'll see what you're having now today. Well, look, you're having a baby boy. Look at that now. That's great. That's one of each. Stop there. It's my advice anyway. <laughs> three? You want three? Well, tell you what, I had a cousin went for three and got four. I'd be very careful with that. So look, there you go, you're having a boy. Now let's find out what the name's going to be. Is that an R or an L? R, yeah, okay, that's for, give better eyesight than I do. Derek, Derek, baby boy called Derek. Now let's find out what he's going to be, shall we? There you go, it's going to be an engineer. Look at that, Derek the engineer, yeah. What's that? That's his organs, yeah. Where about? Down in Rathmines, actually. Big organ in Rathmines, yeah. Anyway, look, I think it just means it'll be very musical. Now, yes, you're right. It was very straightforward, actually, this morning. I had a pair in there now last week, couple down from, where was it? Castle Monaghan. Down from, no, not Castle Monaghan. Fermanaghan. County Fermanaghan. They're coming, having a boy just like yourself, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. The scanner went off the charts. First of all, he was going to be a farmer. Next thing it said, he was going to be a journalist. Then he was going to be a teacher. The scanner kept saying things. Then he was going to wind up in ministry. I had to stop there. I unplugged the machine. I didn't know what was going to be happening next. Oh, yeah, no, I can't remember. What what did they call him? Some funny name. Donner. I think he's named after one of the the reindeer. Donner Keering, I think was the name. Anyway, imagine if that happened today. Crazy. What kind of gender are you having? What 
Their job's going to be what their name's going to be. Can you imagine Joseph's scenario? He's going to sleep. Probably not sleeping very well these days. He's just found out that his fiancée is having a baby. It's not his. So eventually he gets to sleep. And what happens to him? An angel appears to him in his dreams saying, it's all okay. You're going to have, she's going to have a baby boy. You're going to get to raise it. He is going to be called Jesus, and he is going to be the savior of the world. That is his job. Hopefully I can hang this in a way that you can see it. So immediately he starts getting excited. He's starting to plan the party already. But very, very strange occurrence altogether. And that is no ordinary job, to be the savior of the world. So, Hark, what's this now? We have more breaking news from the angels. And I see in there is a little sheep that needs to be shown for the shepherds that we mentioned earlier. That's your sheep. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, indeed. Sorry, it didn't get its limelight when it was supposed to. So, as the shepherds sat on the hill, something extraordinary happened to them. The angels came to them as well. And they had great news. Now, if you are an angel and you have a newspaper, what is the name of that newspaper? The Herald. Well done. Well done. And they came bringing good news. And the good news was that there would be, the king was going to be born and he would bring joy to all people. Now, they got a checklist so they knew what to look out for. There would be a baby in a feeding box wrapped in strips of cloth. Pretty strange, not how you'd expect to find a king. Now they also gave the angels an invitation. Complete coincidence that the angels and Ryanair have the same brand colorings. <laughs> they flew better than that, I'm sure. And on the invitation, it said, will you come to see the king? What else are they doing out there in the hills only making sheep puns? And the angels really wanted them to go, so they knew this would be what, we, what would get them there. So, that is the invitation. I'm going to see, sit, set that there so you can see it. Maybe might stay there. Brilliant. Great. Now, that is our checklist as well that we have here so they know what they're looking for. Now, we're going to sing again, and this is going to give us a bit more story as well. So, if you'd like to stand to sing.
have our next reading now to help us with the story. So Jacob Neal is our next reader. Thank you. Then the angels then the angels left the shepherds and went back to heaven. The shepherds said to each other, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. We will see this thing the Lord told us about. So the shepherds went quickly and found Mary and Joseph. And the shepherds saw the baby lying in a feeding box. Then they told what the angels had said about this child. Everyone was amazed when they heard what the shepherds said to them. Mary hid these things in her heart. She continued to think about them. Then the shepherds went back to their sheep, praising God and thanking him for everything that they had seen and heard. It was just as the angel had told them. Thanks, Jacob. So we take a lot of things in the story for granted. We're so used to hearing them. And part of what we're trying to do this morning is look at these things and see how extraordinary they were. Now, when a baby is born, expecting visitors is normal. But when you're very far from home and you're staying in an animal shelter, you don't expect visitors. So you can imagine what Mary and Joseph might have been thinking when the shepherds turned up. So perhaps they're in this stable and they've got their precious baby in a little feeding trough. That's the best they could do. And maybe they're tucked away at the back of the stable and they're not expecting any visitors, of course. And then they hear voices and they think, well, who is this? What, what is this? Is this the innkeeper coming to move us on? Are we safe here? And you can imagine what the shepherds are thinking. They're making their way. They know the baby's going to be in a feeding trough or a manger or a feeding box, whatever you want to call it. And they're thinking, well, well, where can we find this? And so they come upon this stable or this place where it is and they approach, sheepishly, of course. <laughs> and they go in and you can imagine Mary and Joseph turning and seeing them and they see each other and they realize there's no threat here. These guys seem friendly. And they're excited, they're really excited. What is happening here? And they lock eyes with each other and they say, we're here, we're here to see your baby. And so they tell them what the angels have told them. So if we go back and look at those verses again, the shepherds saw the baby lying in a feeding box. They then told what the angels had said. Everyone was amazed when they heard what the shepherds said to them. Mary hid these things in her heart and she continued to think about them. You know, maybe Mary and Joseph were starting to doubt because, yes, what had been promised to them had come to pass, but they're in a shed. Their baby is in a manger. They hadn't possibly been told those details. It just seems so odd. And then these guys show up. See how God affirms and reaffirms everything. So just as they were beginning to doubt, the shepherds tell them, exactly how the baby would be found and they know no this baby is from God how patient God is with us when we begin to doubt his promises he gently reminds us through others in our community in our church now this baby looked pretty ordinary ten fingers ten toes crying he made I'm sure ignore the lyrics of the song but this baby was ordinary and extraordinary all at the same time now, Joseph had struggled to find a place for Mary and him to stay. They looked so ordinary. No one could have imagined that they were bringing God's king into the world. Joseph put his extraordinary baby into an ordinary feeding box. And he called him Jesus, which means savior. How extraordinary that God 
would step into our world to save us, grow up and die on the cross for us. Now the shepherds, they had their checklist. I don't know if you can hopefully still see it here. They came and found an ordinary feeding box, a baby in it wrapped in strips of cloth, just like the angel said. That's extraordinary. They were so excited. God's promised king had come to bring joy to us all. The shepherds who had been so used to being left out were invited and they were the first to meet him and they thought that was really good news. So, as we come to the end of our Christmas story, what about us? Each of the ordinary characters in the story responded differently to this ordinary and extraordinary baby. Mary wanted to ponder. Ponder is just to think slowly and carefully about what's happening. She thought about what had happened. She wondered what it meant and she treasured it in her heart and kept thinking about how brilliant it was. Perhaps this Christmas we could take time to do the same. Joseph named the baby Jesus. He did what the angel said. He believed the baby. He believed that the baby was the savior, the son of God. What do you believe about Jesus? Do you know enough about him to call him savior? Well, maybe now is the time to find out a bit more. And the shepherds, they were so delighted with the good news that they couldn't keep it to themselves. They told everyone. They couldn't stop talking about it. That's what happens when you think something is really good news. Does the good news of Jesus thrill us so much that we want to talk about him? And what stops us? And why didn't it stop the shepherds? And all because they accept the invitation. And this Christmas, will we accept God's invitation? Will we come to see the king? So this is Christmas. That extraordinary feeling we get around this time of year when we choose to be kinder and more generous and buy gifts and say hello to strangers in the park and call out greetings. It's basically, it's just a choice. We could do that at any other time of the year, but all these lights and warmth and nice things help us feel a little better and do that. But it is just a choice. So we might have a bigger choice to make this Christmas. The same choice that Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds made over 2,000 years ago. Will we choose to believe in Jesus, to seek him out, to worship him? And if we've already made that choice, will we choose to share it excitedly with everyone we know, like the shepherds? Because here's a closing thought. There are only so many Christmases left. And that's a good thing for some. Because when they run out, something more extraordinary is waiting for those who've chosen to believe. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Um, so our um, service is coming to an end. Um, our stewards um, are going to come forward now to take up our offering. So this is for any of you that have come prepared to give to the work of the church here and our missionaries in Ireland and overseas. Um, please don't feel any pressure or obligation to give. Um, and many people give um, in other ways and in other places also. So please um, do pass the bags along and give if you feel um, uh, led to do so.
Um, so while that is happening, I've just got a few more um, announcements to um, recap on and to go over. Um, first of all, please remember um, our table of gifts here, our lovely Christmas devotionals. So if you will use or know someone who will use these in um, families or with children or also for anyone of any age, please do um, take one and use it and get into God's word um, over the coming weeks leading up to Christmas. Um, also, you may have got one coming in, or please try and get one on your way out. It's the Baptist Missions Week of Prayer, and there's a little booklet. So you might have got this on the way in, or please do get it. It's wonderful to have something to, um, to guide our prayers, um, people around the world and around Ireland who need our, our prayers. So please do take one and pray through that this week. Um, you may also have got one of these, which will give you all... Um, the details of things coming up. Please remember um, Ed and Tally's charades and all the um, Christmas um, events coming up. Please do take those invitations. And on the Christmas theme still, um, Jenny has asked me. Jenny is somewhere here. Give us a wave, Jenny. Yeah, Jenny is there over at the side. So Jenny is looking for volunteers to bake. So if that's your your gift, um, to bake and to serve um, so to help serving our guests and our visitors tea, coffee and punch and mince pies and all those lovely things. Um, for the two Carols by Candlelight services of the choir, uh, the next two Sunday evenings, is that right? Yes. So please, Jenny is, is here, please come and talk to her, um, volunteer, um, or if you want to get her contact details, you can come to me or to her also. Um, please do that. Um, we'll help that. It's a great way to show uh, love and care and hospitality to our visitors. Um, and I have um, a final announcement, um, just a little kind of uh, head, a uh, little trailer for the new year for Sunday Club. So, um, in the new year in Sunday Club, we are going to be doing something a little bit different. We are going to be uh, doing a different series called Who Am I? Now, you guys are going, your name's Rebecca. I'm like, yes, I know who I am. But in the world today, we have lots of messages telling us all about identity and who we are and what we should be. And the world gives lots of messages, but God gives us the most important message of who we are. So with our children in Sunday Club, we're going to be doing a series called Who Am I? It's the Bible ans- Bible's answers to our big questions about who we are. It's over seven weeks. We're going to be starting in January. Sunday Club parents, we're going to be emailing you this week. So if you are not registered as a Sunday Club child or parent, please do, because you'll miss out on the email. So if you scan the QR code there, um, you can register your children for Sunday Club, and then you'll be on our mailing list for all our things. Um, and because this topic is so important, we're also going to be recommending a book, uh, which Valerie has kindly ordered some copies for us. They'll be coming. And so perhaps over the Christmas, some of you might be liking to read this. It's called Raising Confident Kids in a Confusing World, A Parent's Guide to Grounding Identity in Christ. And I would broaden that out, not just a parent's guide. This is for anyone who knows and loves children and young people and wants to support and help them in our culture where identity is so um, transient and changes, uh, where we want to teach them that our identity is in the Lord Jesus. So I'd really recommend this book. We will have it on our shelves next week at a bargain price of €6.50. We would love um, for any of you that are interested in this to get it and it'll go nicely with our series. It's all um, put together by the same guy, Ed Drew, who has written the book, um, I can highly recommend um, it. So that's just a little uh, getting prepared for uh, January, already talking about 2024 already. Um, So I think that is all the announcements that are 
pressing and urgent. Uh, another one that is going to happen in, in a few moments' time, we're going to have tea and coffee, I think inside, as it's quite chilly and frosty and misty outside. So please do stay for some tea and coffee. Um, and chat together. So I'm going to close this part of our time together in prayer, um, and then we will move straight into tea and coffee. So let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for this time of year that particularly focuses our minds on the gift of the Lord Jesus. And we ask that the words that we have heard this morning would impact us, that over the coming days we would be thinking of that, of this amazing and extraordinary thing that you did in sending Jesus, your son. We pray over the coming weeks that you will help that to be at the center of our lives and of our thinking. And for those of us that may be experiencing challenges at the moment, for those whom life is difficult at the moment, close to home here in Ireland and in other parts of the world experiencing extreme challenges and heartache. Lord, we ask that you would draw particularly close. We ask that you would show them your son Jesus, the light in the darkness of this world, the eternal light that we can put our trust in and know will bring light and peace eternally. Lord, we ask that you'd help us to keep those thoughts central. We ask that you'd help those who are in a position to particularly help, Lord, that you would be equipping them as they are helping and serving those who need you all the more this time of year. We pray for those in our congregation who are experiencing grief and loss, that you may draw particularly close to them at this time of year also. And we pray, Lord, that as we head into the week ahead, that you will um, go ahead of us Bring us with joy and with hope in your great news, your Son, God with us, Jesus, Emmanuel, our Saviour. And we pray all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Please do stay for tea and coffee. Thanks. <laughs>